week's show by thanking everybody who contributed to the make sure Audrey doesn't lose housing fund. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Uh, and it's Radio Free Toebag, and I am the aforementioned Audrey. Ah, I'm Donovan. It's good. It's good stuff when uh, when you reach out in desperation to your audience and like in sort of like in a almost jest tone. I was like, oh, I'm so broke. Here's my cash app. And people literally sent me money. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Thank you so much. Shouts um, out. I just wanted to thank the people who did that at the top. That's because you're great and people love you on account of your great. Damn, damn. You know who else is great? Who that? It's Alec Robbins. We got him with us this week. Welcome. Hey, how's everyone doing? Awful. I'm glad everyone gave you money, Audrey. That's nice. <laughs> I wish everyone gave me like if everyone gave me money. Everybody like, gave you money. Every single person. I just person. walk into right, like random people on the street. They just walk up to me and they're like, here, here you oh, go. Oh, it's Audrey. Go, here you go. That's how it's supposed to work. When you post a GoFundMe, that is how. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. If you're not getting it from strangers on the street, then you didn't word it right on the GoFundMe page. That's true. That's right. You got to be printing out flyers and stuff to get some skywriting going. Total coverage. <laughs> I need like the Lost Dog the posters, message. but just I need some money, please. <laughs> Pull the tab. Pull the tab off. Yeah. On it. I'm, I'm not going to harp on this. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of a flashback to a moment ago when you said that you were doing awful Donovan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want to harp on this too much, but uh, broke up with my girlfriend two hours ago. Whoa. And uh, we live together. It's the first time I've lived with a partner. Uh, and it's been in a slow tailspin for the past month, it's felt like. And I don't want to go on too much because I think venting on here would just be shitty and not really accomplish anything. And I'm, I'm hurting, uh, but the situation really fucking sucks. And so now I have to figure out, uh, moving out of this place, uh, on top of the heartbreak. And that's an awful, awful feeling. Yeah. That's, that's a joke that I used to tell, uh, all the time. It's like, see, when you break up, when you're a teenager, it's like, Oh, if you break up oh, when no. you're in your twenties or thirties, you have to find a new place to live. Yeah, Moving sucks, sucks on its own. Yeah. Uh, you're I'm doing very, it I'm very sorry, Donovan. I, uh, yeah. let me be the first to say, cause it's only been two hours. I'm assuming I am the first to say I'm so you're sorry. You're the first one. Yeah. Thank you. You're our lucky number. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, let me be also is... be the first to say it is crazy to do a podcast right now, but uh, yeah, that's what? nuts. <laughs> I, I think I say it's pretty it. I say I love it. and that's where I'm at. And Alex, sorry to subject you to this energy your first time coming no, on the don't program. Don't worry, I, I, everyone I know is breaking up, it's breakup season. I it like is this, is, this is just in the air right now, so I'm actually uh, like acclimated to it. I was just talking to another friend earlier today about their breakup. You're good. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. No, it <laughs> happened and I was like, well, we've talked about this on the show. Doing this show keeps both of us sane and talking yes. through other people's stuff helps me work through my own stuff. Uh, and there's definitely been a couple of times because this has been, like I said, I've been feeling this coming for a month. I have processed. This isn't hitting. I, this, I wasn't blindsided by this. I was a month ago, but I was not today. <laughs> like I, I've, this needed to happen. And um you know, talking through other people's stuff has led me in the past to like realize when it was time for a relationship to end or yes. just get you out of your own head and look at things more objectively. 
because like I know the kind of advice I would give a friend in this situation. And it's difficult to give yourself that same advice because you're like, wait, no, but it's different because it's, it's different. Me. That's yes. That's it's, the big uh, lie that we tell ourselves. Yeah. But there's, no, there's it's, like different. A, it's different for you. Yeah, we can't. The advice we normally give doesn't apply anymore. We have to come up with brand new advice for you. <laughs> But there is, there is like that just kind of, I don't know, there's like a more level-headed headspace that we get into doing this show. And so I'm trying to uh, trying to do that. And we got lots of good questions this week. And I, I love doing this thing. And so hopefully by the time this episode is done, I'm completely over it. And I've processed everything and I'm in a new apartment. <laughs> Let me just set some expectations. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, we're still going to have what? a good time. It's going to be a good podcast regardless. <laughs> <laughs> we should temper. We should temper our expectations, of course. I was hoping the podcast could teleport me and move all of my shit so that well, I don't. We're not going to rule it out. It could happen. I just really don't think it's going oh, to. I'm praying for a miracle, Alec. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be like dropping it. I'm going to be crying and drop, dropping a chair, and then my hands get slippery and I drop the chair and I'd be moving and being sad. Bad combination. Bad combination. I All try right, never to the, do both at once, and I'm sorry. Yeah, like the op, whatever the opposite of peanut butter and jelly is, like shit and cum. Tears and <laughs> tears and moving. It's it's tears and moving. Tears and moving. to be less crass. <laughs> tears and moving. I th- yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we can use that. The uh, the Dino Pity Corner is over. Oh uh, no, pity, just sympathy, baby. Yeah. We're not. There's, we're I'll not give you some pity. Yeah, I don't care. Give me, give me a little <laughs> pity, sympathy, too. whatever you want, man. Uh, dear listeners, please send me nice things. It helps, and lots of people have sent me nice messages in the two hours, and I, I really appreciate that. And uh, I guess all of this has been a reminder that lots of people care about me because I'm pretty cool. And I'm trying to hold on to that feeling. Then I'm giving a thumbs up in the camera right now. I also want to point out that uh, early on, you had a pretty gnarly breakup that was not a feature on the show. You didn't mention it. Yeah, I refuse like to talk about the, it. You yeah, gotta mention like, it. Nope. It's it's Christ nope. for the content mill. You gotta. You can't just let a podcast <laughs> gotta, go without. You gotta, <laughs> if you break up breast. and you don't tweet about it. Did, didn't happen. Did, yeah. Didn't happen. Ooh, that would be a neat way. Like if somebody broke up with you and you didn't want it to be true, just don't tweet <laughs> about it and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, it's called tweet lighting. It is. It is called tweet lighting. No, there is progress there though. Like, yeah, that's yeah good. that last one, I don't know. I, I've talked about this on the show too. I've struggled in my life going through phases of, being happy to give other people help and be there for other people, but being like, if I ask for help, I'm a burden and I don't want to burden anybody and closing off. And that's really bad. It turns out that makes you feel really terrible. And then you can't be there for other people as well as you'd like to. And it's all bad. So that's some progress too. And I'm giving another thumbs up to the camera. I'm giving you a thumbs up uh, to the camera too, even though that's not relevant to the podcast, but for you, you can see it. Yeah. Is it cool if I give a thumbs up also? Is I say I say hell yeah. Hitchhikers, okay. thumbs up as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. look at my thumb. This is real good for podcasting. Well, you both got same, fucking yeah. mm-hmm. hitchhiker thumbs. Oh yeah, big time. I do not. I do a gamer's too. thumb too, which uh, I do a lot. I do a lot more than hitchhiking, so I gotta assume <laughs> gamer's that's thumb. the right gamer's moniker. thumb. Yeah. I swear to God, I've heard it called gamer's thumb. It's not a joke. That's amazing. <laughs>
Listener, imagine four hitchhiker thumbs on Alec and Audrey and two regular plain ass vanilla thumbs on yours truly. Do do Audrey and I each have four thumbs? The way you phrased it yes, made it seem like between the like, four thumbs between okay, okay, we're okay, getting okay. out of the fucking th- the sympathy thumb section zone. is over. The thumb that, zone is that, over. That thumb zone gets a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving a thumbs down to the camera. All right. We're, I'm, I'm putting us back on the rails here. Okay. Uh, now, Alec, Welcome typically... To the rails. <laughs> typically, our process for new guests doesn't involve venting about uh, our own heartbreak. So we got to hit you with some regular questions that we ask people. Namely, for those who... Let's start with this. For those who don't know you, do you mm-hmm. want to introduce yourself and in the in the kind of the, the work you've done and uh, yeah. member sure. of Relax Chat and all these things? relaxing chat that's uh that's a fun group chat we're all in with a bunch of a bunch, a bunch of online people that's probably the main thing about me we can just stop there it's number one <laughs> relaxed chat member and, and thumb haver uh in addition to those amazing facts about me i think most people probably know me from a comic i did called mr boop about yes. my marriage to betty boop uh, the, the, the super super sexy cartoon character we all know and love, um, and then I've also I've also done a bunch of other stuff. I, I've worked in TV production for a while. I do comedy. Um, I work in video games now. I make another comic called Crime Hot. I do a lot. Uh, so thank you if you know any of those things. <laughs> if you know what comedy is, <laughs> I'm <familiar. laughs> Comedy fans going crazy in the car on the commute in the morning. Ah, that's him. I'm familiar oh, with that concept. Holy that's, the, that's the guy from comedy. That's the, <laughs> that's the comedy person. No, it, it, extremely good stuff. I, I found Mr. Booth from, uh, or Mr. Booth. Mr. Booth Mr. is Booth. a cool new John, idea, right? That's I, your yeah, marriage I, to John Booth. Exactly. <laughs> From from you being in the chat, which I I, I got a kick out of, I went through your whole uh, Twitter of all the, the archived uh, uh, the whole series that's that's on there. Are you? And I, maybe this is a question that you just get all of the time. And I, I am I really married to Betty Boop? Yeah. Are you yeah. really married to Betty Boop? <laughs> yes. What's she absolutely. like in real life? Well, if, you, if you finish the comic, just to stay, I, this is this when it was happening. I stayed in character. Um, and I still am in character, but now the character has come clean and admitted that it was all fake. Uh, so if you've if you've gotten to the end of Mr. Boop spoilers, um, the final chapter is the spiral of myself admitting that I'm living in a fantasy. Damn it! You were not it's, actually cocked by Bugs Bunny. I'm so so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> it, it <laughs> breaks, it, no, Donovan, it breaks my heart to have to tell you that I was not cocked by Bugs Bunny. I that was really kind of an anchor fact for my reality. That was something I'd wake up wake up on a breakup day, hurt, and would be like, you know what though? Alec Robbins was cocked by Bugs Bunny. Right. Breakup didn't phase you. Off. Finding this information out has unmoored you from all stability. You are just floating through the ether. <laughs> And I'm and so I just start sobbing for the rest of the show, and y'all carry it on by yourselves. What what prompted you to? Did you grow up watching? Like I don't even Betty Boop. I know is like a bumper sticker. That's you know? kind of her main deal these days. Yeah, bumper sticker, like an old. She's on like uh, bootleg T-shirts. That's where you're gonna see her. Yeah. Uh, I had um, classic cartoon VHSs. 
Oh my god, yeah, it was all public domain. It's yeah. that's another important element of this is that Betty Boop is like not only known for being like a famous cartoon oh. character, but kind of just known for being in the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you basically, you, you would see like gas station DVDs with those cartoons on them because anyone yep. in the world can print those and it's totally legal because they're just Holy like shit. cartoons floating around that nobody owns anymore. Yep. Uh, that's not I to had, say that uh, people don't own the character of Betty Boop. Uh, it is like specifically about those cartoons themselves. So there is still some muddy legal shit going on, but that's also but addressed character. in the comic, kind of. <laughs> Wait, so we could have had Betty Boop in our logo this whole time? Well, that's but the think, thing. Think of all the lists. Maybe we could not. Have had. Oh <laughs> shit! But I did. You know, there's there's a hardcover collection of the book that is available in bookstores, and uh, so far so good. <laughs> Knock on wood. Did you grow up watching those cartoons then, or was it just kind of like I've well, seen her on the bumper stickers, and no, she looks I, like she could get it? What if we were married? <laughs> it's it's more the second in the sense that I like I'm as aware of Betty Boop as anybody. Maybe a little more because I, I'm a big like animation fan. I'm a big student of animation, so I would like you know I love the old Fleischer cartoons. There's like the Snow White one where uh, there's like a Cab Calloway song and it's beautifully animated to that dance. And Betty Boop is with in the that ghost. cartoon, yeah, with the ghost. Yeah. Uh, so like that stuff, sure. I, I love. Uh, it's great. But the real genesis of the Mr. Boop saga was like kind of just me fucking around with my friends. Like we would go to this bar and there's a, one of those Betty Boop statues that places have that are just left over from the fifties. Sure. Um, and I would, I would like put my arm around and be like, look at this. I'm, I'm with a real hottie tonight. <laughs> and I just, the concept of like this character who's kind of known almost exclusively for being a sex symbol, but is not really, uh, a good example of sexiness to most people. She's kind I of fucked say, up looking. Yeah, she's it's just really like wild. such a bizarre character design, and it's outdated and never been updated. It's so trapped in the twenties, like <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. But it's, I remember um, being viscerally yeah. upset by Betty Boop as a kid. Like I remember oh, being like, bag. I don't know, this thing freaks me out. I don't like this. Well, the Fleischer cartoons are really scary. Like they're not for kids, really. They were they were kind of more for like look animations like this this thing. We're like check out how fucked up we can get, and it's kind of just for the adults of that era to be like, yeah, this shit's crazy. And like a lot of the cartoons, kind of I know there's like there's like a really good one called Bimbo's Initiation that's like referencing cults and secret societies and, oh, and being indoctrinated in those and trying to refuse. And like it's it's very good. It's actually one of the shorts that they're playing in the background in Skinamarink. They chose that. Oh. <laughs> Um, which is a good choice but yeah like stuff like that it's not for kids so like if you're watching it as a child where parents are just going oh yeah betty boop cartoons sure they're fucking scary (laughs) people are dying all the time and like there's this weird dancing always happening and it's not like yeah (laughs) i i saw one when i was very little of her working in a munitions factory sure i think i'm remembering that one I believe it. There's like, there's a bunch of, there's, even Looney Tunes had stuff where like, you know, Donald, or not Donald, like Daffy would go work for the military or, uh, yeah. I think there is like Donald Duck cartoons for the Disney shit where like Donald's like doing, he joins, uh, the Nazis, I think in a cartoon and it's yeah. like a satire. What? Well, it's like a satire. He like, he like comes Canceled. out of it. Uh, it's about how awful it would be to be in the Nazis. Like, uh. so it's, it's very much like we throw him in there and it's propaganda to show how awful it is. Yeah. Um, and he like has a terrible time, but you know, it's like crazy to think about Donald Duck in a Nazi uniform. <laughs> yeah, Duck, Nazi. Uniform. Even as a as a joke. Uh, Audrey's looking up. Yeah, Donald I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. So let me Donald know if you don't find Hitler me. Duck. 
What are you seeing, Audrey? Der Fuhrer's face, originally it, titled yeah. A Nightmare in Nutsy Land or Donald Duck in Nutsy Land, is a 1943 American animated anti-Nazi propaganda short film produced by Walt Disney, created in 1942 and released in January 1st, 1943 by RKO Radio Pictures. The cartoon, which features Donald Duck in a nightmare setting working at a factory <laughs> in Nazi Germany, was made in an effort to sell war, bond, war bonds as, as an example of American propaganda uh, during World War II. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, they called them point Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. Nazis. I forgot about they that. They fucking got him. They got around it pretty <laughs> easily. It wasn't, it wasn't a Nazi. It was a Nazi. But yeah, like my whole point is those cartoons were like kind of just a thing you would see before any movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you're not like, I don't know, like we, we have this reputation like Looney Tunes were for kids, but I get right. way more out of Looney Tunes shorts now than I did when I was yes. a kid. They're like, I, gotta revisit I don't some know, stuff. The, the comic timing in them is like enjoyable for a kid, but it's also like kind of bland Impactable. for a kid, I think. It's like a finer wine to be enjoyed in, <laughs> as an adult. Interesting. I, I had a, I had like a YouTube wormhole I went down a couple years ago of like, what was the, what was the first animation? And looking back mm. at like very old stuff, there's uh, Little Nemo, I think, is one of the names of these like older characters. There was something yeah, you ever like see um, dinosaur. What's, what's the guy with the Gertie the dinosaur is the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah that was that's, one of the that's ones like, I watched. That one's very funny because it's kind of um, more of like a magic trick than a than a cartoon as we know yeah, it. It's, it's just right. he's on screen talking to this animated dinosaur, and the whole the whole trick of it is like, wow, that drawing is moving. And he right. gets to interact with it. And it's like, it carries the entire short. And it is cool. It's kind of a fun relic. I got to go back in on, on some more of the the old, I think I watched like a compilation of like old Felix cartoons too. And there's I love uh, Felix. Felix might be rock. my favorite character design ever. I, I didn't put him in Mr. Oh. Boop, but I love Felix. I love Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, well, it was like Sonic the Hedgehog also. Like it's the same school of, it's like sure. also all of those cartoons, all of those characters, including Sonic, uh, are based in racist minstrel stereotypes. No, That's what the, the, the white, the, the white gloves. gloves. No. It's all based in blackface. No. Yeah. Sonic, why? Sorry to ruin all of that because well, oh. Sonic is specifically borrowing on that imagery, and because of that, it's now part of that lineage. Sonic, <laughs> no. bitch. Mario's got the white gloves too. It's just a cartoon thing. Yeah, oh. but yeah. it's rooted yeah. in uh, some pretty nasty shit. At two. Mario, god damn it that's a <laughs> i've heard that like in reference to like you know disney characters and stuff but i never put together the lineage into our beloved hedgehog and plumber god damn it yeah, mickey mouse why does is everything a, mickey mouse is a be... racist stereotype he's uh, a minstrel character why does everything that's not the most genuous uh like <laughs> criticism to make because at this point it's so far removed that it's kind of no longer relevant but it comes from it and we should yeah, we gotta keep this in mind. Well, fuck. I we've I've been enlightened a little bit on uh, on Betty Boop and and potentially some uh, seeing some appeal in older cartoons as an adult. Uh, but now I've also been reminded of our country's disgusting past, <laughs> the influence what? that it has on culture to this day. That's all I want out of this. I just want to really take you through the gamut. <laughs> Well, hey, speaking of our country's sordid past, Alec, uh, mm -hmm. a question we always ask first-time guests <laughs> okay. is, uh, do you have an embarrassing dating or relationship story you could tell us? Okay, so it's not about our country. It's about <laughs> It leads into the tapestry <laughs> of American history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to think of a few. You you, you primed me for this. I, I'll spoil the magic. You, prime, you said you got to come up with some embarrassing dating stories. 
I don't have very many embarrassing dating stories. I, I think I have never been like good at dating necessarily. Uh, like if I like, I'm talking about like the first dates. I'm talking about like playing the field. I'm not good at yeah. that. I don't enjoy it. Um, I, I feel like even just hanging out with a friend for the first time in like a one-on-one setting, I'm, I always kind of just fall apart. Like I need that lubricant of like a bigger group to I feel uh, that. Yeah. And dating one-on-one is kind of the same feeling, but you know, done plenty of it and the the first one that came to mind is uh living out here in LA um kind of early on in my time out here i there's a, there's a there's this place called birds which is just this uh restaurant this bar next to UCB Franklin which is like a big improv theater yeah. and it's known for a lot of comedians uh they they go there after the show you'll you'll probably see somebody famous there and I didn't go there very often. I was like, also as someone who was like in the comedy world, uh, I was very aware of it, but like parking over there is crazy and I don't go to UCP too much. But I knew about it. And I went on a date with somebody who invited me to dinner there. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I like that place. Good excuse to yeah. go. And she's great, but we're sitting in this these like tiny tables and they're like lined up next. There's like an inch between each table and there's like another pair of people on either side of us. We're in the middle. Mm. And the people directly to our left in my eye line is Lauren Lapkus, just a, a comedian you might know. <laughs> um, and like, I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm the biggest fan of Lauren Lapkus. I just know who she is. I've seen right, a bunch yeah. of shit with her. That in would it. be incredibly uh, distracting. It was so fucking distracting. <laughs> it was like you're, you're trying to focus on somebody and literally one inch to their left is Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> and also talking loudly so you can hear her conversation. And I'm like... Right. This is this is you dumb. You were in like, Jurassic World. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like diagonal from each other, and if I just yeah. turned and, and said one thing, we'd be having a conversation now. <laughs> so yeah. Like, uh, totally, totally normal date. The, this this girl was lovely. Uh, just like didn't work out, and also probably because I was like not paying full attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying very hard to she, like Lauren Lapkus was like talking about some show and the dumb part of me that's like being shitty was like I want to hear about this show which yeah, is this a suit right. is this <laughs> something I don't is this like an upcoming comedy I might be interested like I'm fucking I'm dumb <laughs> like I don't really care about that but I but because it's being dangled in front yes. of me like he is I'm right like, fucking next to you so sure. what do you do for work hold on one second I gotta hear what Lauren's saying uh, okay good <laughs> <laughs> we're on first name basis as well <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, can you repeat what you just said? Yeah, I've, I, I feel that I, I've got some kind of like fucking sensory processing type stuff, yeah. and I, I can struggle in certain situations. Just generally, if another conversation's happening where I get like stuck to it, and then I'm like, "Fuck, wait!" I, I missed what this person said. Oh, I now that's throwing that. me off. Yeah. Now I'm absolutely fucking gone. I imagine that would be about ten thousand times worse with fucking. Laura Lapkus right over there <laughs> chatting away in her distinct voice. I actually don't know a whole lot about her. I know who this person <laughs> is. She, she, she's, she's my lovely, comedy yeah. Bang Bang, I think. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's pretty funny. funny. Bang, she's bang like part of that network. Um, yeah. She, yeah, like it's so funny. Like if she's like the perfect level of fame for this too, because if it was like anyone under that, I kind of, I, I probably would have made it like, that's interesting. And then focus. And if it was anyone <laughs> higher, the date would have been over immediately. I'd be like, we have to move. Right. Like, Jack Black is <laughs> I next can't, to us. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to. It was, to. yeah. The perfect mix of like, no, this date can keep going, but it's not going to be easy. <laughs> there is like a distinct level of, of person that falls into this. This is an interesting concept. I'm trying to think who else would like not completely throw me off. 
but would not be easily overlooked. Okay, who is the biggest celebrity that you could tolerate being near but not interacting with? Hmm, Barack Obama. You could tolerate being next to an ex-president? <laughs> Pussy too. <laughs> no, that's fucking, yeah, that's jokes and laughs and gaffes over there. You know, he's but a now murderer, I'm having the thing right? where I can't think of anything. You know people. he's a blood-soaked war criminal, don't you? <laughs> Sorry, I'm it having sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I am serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the really fucked up thing about being alive in this country. Lauren Lapis never me... drone striked anybody. That's true. <laughs> You're loudly yeah. asking your date. So if you, you've never drone striked any pl- Good, because I would not be going out with you if that was the case. Yeah, the Lapkiss oh, administration never invented double taps. Wait, the other maddening thing about this date, I forgot. Uh, just like another detail that's very obvious in retrospect. Like, you're sitting next to... Like, I can see Lauren Lapkus, but my date couldn't. She's looking at me. <laughs> right. So I also can't call it out because we're too close to Lauren Lapkus for me to go, hey, look who's sitting next to us. It's She's going to fully turn to her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, and it's the level of fame where it's like, oh, this date might not even know who Lauren Lapkus is. This might not matter to her at all. And then you got to explain. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's just like, can I, you it's come just, on, I you couldn't can tell say her, what anything. are you from? <laughs> what, what have you done again? Where were you in? You're on Freedom, right? You're on that the yeah. podcast with Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins? I just asked her to move, like, you are really fucking up my date, Lauren. <laughs> this is fucked up, Lauren. Right in a fucking uh, a mean review to the to the show. <laughs> I think this is the first, like, celebrity-involved uh, embarrassing dating story good. we've had, so a, good a particularly story. good one. Uh, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad it was, it was uh, a good story. I, I wasn't it, sure. I wasn't sure if it would be. Yeah, let's hear the rating out of ten. Out of ten, how many? Ooh, seven. Seven's good. Seven. I'll take seven. I, I was gonna give it like a. I was gonna give it like eight. Or, I was gonna give it two thumbs up to bring back the thumb segment. Well, that's from fine. Four thumbs up, obviously. Uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll give seven more, or I'll eight. Give... <laughs> There's thumbs popping up all over the so place in this thumbs. video call right now. <laughs> I can't tell where the I'm podcast starts and the. Thumbs and that doesn't make any sense. You have to, listener, you have to laugh at all of my jokes today because I'm heartbroken. <laughs> Let's remember that. Let's remember that anytime I make a little quip in this episode, that you have to start guffawing. And I'll know if you don't. And I'll be even more heartbroken. You don't want that. I'm making this your problem now. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. <laughs> you're really, Nick, I'm just saying, you're dealing with this very well. You're, yeah, you're handling this breakup uh, phenomenally. Uh, thank you, folks. It's the it's the result of well, it's the result of still being in shock. Right, that's that's a big part of it. Tomorrow, this will not be the level of stability you're at. You're going to be a lot. No, the bonus episode is just an hour of me sobbing uncontrollably. (laughs) Okay, but that would be kind of funny to do for real. It's like a little contrasting thing. Oh, okay. I don't think the patrons would like that very much. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) uh, They don't have to like it. It's art. That's true. That's true. Yes. Not everything needs to be enjoyable or entertainment. You know, it's, it's yeah. you're trying to say something. Podcast is a yeah. medium that you can explore beyond just a, hey, we're goofing around. We're talking yeah. about dating. We're we can produce a songs. Gaspard No podcast. That's right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I watched, what was, uh, I watched one of those movies, uh, the freaking, uh, the, the one, the sexy one, the one that was like porn, but it wasn't oh. porn. What, what am I thinking of? I know the the one that I know is the one that the guy from Daft Punk did uh, Irreverse- the score for. Irreversible. It's supposed no, to be really upsetting. 
it's sucks it's hard i know <laughs> what it's fa- i know what it's famous for and i don't feel like i need to rush to watch it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm in the same boat uh okay well yeah i'm just gonna sob into the microphone for an hour for the patreon for the sake of art and the God patrons you. if you uh let's see oh we could do like at, at the 25 dollar a month okay. tier i'll mail you a vial of my tears okay <laughs> I gotta stop. I'm like, I'm gonna make myself. I'm gonna laugh. Then I'm gonna like make myself sad. I am. I am keeping it together pretty well. I've been processing this, like I said, for for some time at this point, and, and the show helps. And so, let's get to some questions. Can let's I before we mind. start? I do want to say you're handling it well, but this is for video only. You do look like you've been crying. You, your I eyes. Cry. Damn. Yeah. I didn't cry actually. Okay. And this okay. isn't. I usually like that, and I have quite a lot over the past month. But today, it's just not. It's not really happening. I'm just kind of in that like numb resignation. Yeah. Well, then maybe you just always look like you're crying. That could be. <laughs> that could be what I'm picking up on. Hey Donovan, did you know that you always look like you just cried? <laughs> That's why people like me so much. <laughs> <laughs> they feel endeared. I'm like a I'm like a like a baby bird. They want to they want to protect me and my cool mustache. <laughs> Sorry for insulting you. I would love to hear the questions. All right. Uh, well, let's get to this question box. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's me, Heartbreak Donovan. Uh, as I said earlier in the show, I got broken up with, broke up with this person. The relationship ended like two or three hours ago. Uh, and I feel like shit. You know what wouldn't make me feel like shit? If what's you that? subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon. patreon.com slash RFTB. For $5 a month, you can get a bonus episode each week. You get access to like 120 episodes in the backlog. And you can make me feel a little bit less shitty. Every time I see a notification that says somebody pledged five, maybe even $10 a month at patreon.com slash RFTB, my heart gets a little bit lighter and I could really use that now. And so I'm guilting you, listener. We make this show for free. Pony up. Make me less sad. <laughs> patreon.com slash RFTB. Uh, what's, what would be like a fun like outro for uh, Heartbreak Donovan? What would I say like before I run away? I'm gonna go kill myself. Sorry. No! <laughs> no! I was gonna go with it's over. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Christ. A, little bit of gallo- a little bit of gallows humor. You brought me in. Gallows the, humor. It was, it was, it was pretty good. It's extremely funny. I'm going to go journal and exercise and other healthy coping mechanisms that I've been sticking to. Let's give him a round of applause. Right, that's good. Hell yeah, that's good. That now it's the question it. box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Fuck. It's the question box. Yeah, it is. This is a segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we'll do our best to answer them. How do you, hey, how do I do that? Well, where do I find the question box? I hear you saying it's simple. Go to our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter and Instagram or our website, RFTB.me. As in me, Heartbreak Donovan. You don't have to make an account. You just type your question into that little text box, whatever's in your heart, and you press send, 
and we try to give you some advice. Audrey, what do we want to read first this week? Uh, can you just real quick? Can you hear the dog freaking out in the room behind me? Do you hear the dog? Was it? Is it whimpering? Oh, that's from your end. If it's I not whimpering, whimpering, I couldn't hear it. Some, I heard yeah. like a door creaking. I thought, but I guess it's dog whimpering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear, I hear Donovan doing yeah. dog noise. And you're going to keep good. hearing it because my fucking roommates put the dog in the kennel and then fucking left. Jesus Christ. So that's fucking cool. They also didn't ask anybody if oh they could get a dog. Oh, fucking God. Oh, boy. Oh so my now God. I get to hear the dog <laughs> on my acclaimed podcast. Is this the first question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got one right here. Oh, oh wait. Oh. No, I got it. I got it. This is perfect. This is this is a submission. Is it dog related? To the to the anonymous question box. It just says, Great. That's how I feel about this dog. <laughs> hey, I'm right. Hey, I uh 5M am stuck in a crate, and I'm just wondering how the fuck I get out of this. <laughs> how do you open this thing? Five months. <laughs> oh Jesus. F- five Christ. months F. Puppy. Oh. Puppy. That's oh, and it's so lovely. Oh, the yeah. dog, everyone loves oh, the puppy. Yes. Oh, it brings up a good I'm not gonna that. get to sleep. I don't get to sleep tonight either. It's gonna I'm be so, amazing. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's gonna I, be amazing. I, I I wish you the best of luck on your sleep. We're going through it on this show. That's what this show is about. I'm it's fine. About. I'm I'm totally fine over here. I'm the only one not <laughs> suffering. My life's good. Everything. Alec, good we're gonna ask me. you questions. Okay. <laughs> I can help. I, I come from a place of uh, ascension. I'm I'm totally above it all. Mm, you're ascended. You fucking. Okay. Uh, that fucking sucks. Uh, a friend of was on the show. Ex Abigail had an awful roommate situation where they got a puppy and, and would just like leave for like a yep. couple days. Totally. That's oh, insane behavior. That's very yeah. That's ridiculous. That's fucking animal abuse. And that was some psycho shit. And sorry that you're dealing with that because that's like because then you're like worried about the dog, but also it's the most annoying thing in the world. And you're like, uh-huh. what the fuck is wrong with you that you didn't ask? It's such okay. a yeah, having a responsibility thrust upon you. <laughs> not cool uh, yeah yeah, yeah with none of the benefits <laughs> no yeah i don't it's not my dog i don't get to, i don't really hang out with the dog Damn. i don't really want to hang out with the dog either yeah that fu- dog's fucking ugly dog's got a bad attitude yes <laughs> i haven't seen the dog i can't comment but I trust you. <laughs> I'm just going off of vibes. <laughs> the Dog vibes. <laughs> Horrible vibes on this fucking five-month-old puppy stuck in a crate. Okay. Wow. Audrey, read a, let's get another question going. Let's get on the rails here. That one just said, great. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're going okay. on. Howdy. Okay. You, oh, wait. We're going on Office Hours Live next week. I guess. Oh, I'm hell yeah. Surprise announced this right now, but what, maybe it's like a Tim and Eric awesome show, great job thing. Is the you know only it is? Thing. You don't know that? Great. I don't know. It's, Why would it's great. Write that in? <laughs> great. It says great. great. With an exclamation point. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got one. I got one. I got one. You ready? Howdy, A, D, and Mr. B. Sup, fam. <laughs> Had a pretty bad breakup in 2016 and haven't really been interested in opening up my heart again. I have, however, fallen in love about 20 times since then with various fictional men. Dudes from books, anime, all sorts of media. 
These questions have been incredibly comforting, but I'm starting to worry that if I keep preferring men who are perfect on paper, literally, I won't ever be satisfied if when a potential partner comes along here in the flesh world. Since your guest is the undisputed king of making 2D relationships work, my question is, am I good? Can I be okay with my fictional fantasies or should I just try to or should I try to find a guy who has like a job in three dimensions and stuff? This was posted by Fictophiliac in Fort Lauderdale. How cute is that? Okay, I I feel like I should give real advice, but I'll start off by saying uh, even more real advice. Have you considered starting a comic about it? That's a good idea. I would just do a good like 200 page comic about being in love with one of these fictional men. Um, (laughs) Maybe let it go viral. uh, Capitalize on that by printing some self-published books. Uh, Easy, easy thing. It's going to happen to everybody. It wasn't just luck for me. Uh, And it it won't be just luck for you too. It's a a winning formula. It always works. And you will be happy afterwards. You'll be totally fine. (laughs) Spot on advice right there. Lean into it for the art, for the the creative energy of the thing, yeah. right? A cartoon yeah. about you. We do uh, encourage people to create. To yeah, like that's real good advice to take it. out of this. Yeah, <laughs> channel it into creativity. So we we've actually covered this this topic before. Uh, I, this was like fucking I don't know three. This might have been before the pandemic. Audrey, remember mm. going to bigsexyplush.com and the subreddit of people I do. who. So there's like a whole. Is that plushies? They like uh, like stuffed versions of custom people? made plushies. It rocks. That's cool. Yeah. We got there though. There's a subreddit, and I'm I'm completely blanking on what the name was. Go wave the fuck back in our archive if you're interested. Um, the episode is entitled Norm. Yeah, oh yeah, because we made, we were Norm from Cheers plushie that we were gonna fuck. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a subreddit that I stumbled upon that uh, was people who like is this like they consider themselves in a relationship with a character and it's like it's self-aware like they know that they're not like this character is a real person and they're literally in that but like they lean into the fantasy of it enough that like it's a relationship to them and some people it's just in their head some people have like a you know a body pillow or something some people get like the full-on plush made at this custom site we were talking about with a custom fuck sleeve with a custom fuck sleeve but it is like it is a thing and it is i mean it is funny and like people in the subreddit are like yeah it is kind of goofy but like it's <laughs> the thing that i'm into you know yeah uh, me and sandy the squirrel from spongebob have a beautiful relationship i get to him in the tree dome absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh but I saw a lot of that, but most of the people in there, if I remember, it was like a lot of people on the autism spectrum. It was a lot of people who really struggled socially, it sounded like, to the point that like they just – the concept of like a, like a romantic relationship with another person was like this really stressful thing and they just did not want that. I mean did they – like here's, here's my question is like with all of this, I, I totally – like did they seem happy? Like if they're happy, then hell yeah. If, if yeah. they're yeah. – because I've, I've also seen the type who uh, kind of gets fixated on fictional characters and is very self-loathing about it. Like, this is all I right. can get, and I, I, a real girl would never love me or anything like, like that. Right. I've seen that before. That I can't condone. That's, that's unhealthy. you got to work through that. But if you're finding peace with this fixation and it's, and it's bringing you happiness, whether it's a plushie or one of these fictional men you care about, and there's nothing wrong with being single physically – so there's yeah, also nothing right. wrong with being single physically and, and enjoying 
these fantasies. I I love that. Yeah. And I mean, there was a lot of that on this on this subreddit. Like I said, it was a lot of people were you know very self aware about it. It was just the thing that worked for them. Um, on the other, like on the other hand, you had a pretty bad breakup that triggered this, that kind of pushed right. you in this direction, and that's where I'm like, and I'm saying this as having a pretty bad breakup <laughs> three fucking hours ago. You're about as expert uh, as you can be right now. You're in yeah, it now. you gotta. It can be easy just to be like, Jesus Christ, this is the worst feeling thing in the entire world. I never want to make myself vulnerable again. And that's what I did after my college relationship. I went through years of like, I'm never going to fully put my walls down and open up with somebody because that hurts so much. I don't ever want to fucking go through that again. And I mean, the fact of the matter is that like, yeah, it likely will hurt again. And you do open yourself up to the risk of that. But it's worth it in my book. It takes a lot of effort and, and work to get to the place where you're willing to risk that and know how to process it when it happens. But like, take it from fucking me. I'm recording a show after this. Like, <laughs> you can get to the place where it, I mean, it still hurts a fucking lot, but you can know that you'll be okay. And so that risk is worth it. And so, you know, I would encourage you if it's, if this isn't coming from a place of, this was a long-standing thing and this is like truly your preference and more of a, I just trying to avoid getting hurt again, put the, put that fucking work in and get back out there. You know, it's uh, it, again, my fucking direct experience. I have felt the hurt of heartbreak. I have also felt the hurt of I've closed myself off to everybody and I'm really alone with these feelings and I feel very, not connected with on like a deep level that's a million times worse than getting your heart broken that shit sucks so fucking bad yeah and it's important to note a fictional character can break up with you too so you're not safe anywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a fucking bugs bunny comes along and all of a sudden there's competition what are you gonna do that (laughs) i'm in a polyamorous relationship with betty boop and bugs bunny (laughs) we're a v kitchen table poly with uh with some cartoon characters with some cartoon there's like Miyazaki food on that kitchen table that's pretty good yeah um I think those are your questions yeah they're they're saying are they good whatever makes you happy but I encourage you to go you know uh, give it give another shot yeah you don't want to be avoiding it just because it hurts if that's the case I'm with Donovan yeah it's time to time to try again get back on the horse it's been seven years that's a long time I'll say it yeah you probably made some progress in there too, but uh, you gotta you gotta face these things to fully heal from them and get to a place where you can find that kind of deep connection with somebody. And you got and some great first date material. You can talk about all your fictional boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to have somebody on the show who's like, damn, yeah, I was on a date with Squidward and his fucking tentacle got stuck to my strawberry phosphate and he spilled it all <laughs> over me. Something like that. You can find somebody who would be fascinated to hear of the fictional boyfriend. Someone out there would be like, oh, no shit. That's true. And you'd probably you could find someone who also had their own fixations on the other side of things. And you can bond over that and you can just have a little poly thing going on with all your fictional characters and each other. Yeah. It sounds like the dream. That's I hope that happens for you. I do, too. Because I think that I think the thing to really focus on here is that like heteronormative monogamous relationships are not the 
end all be all of everything. Like you don't necessarily have to do what everyone else is doing. And this is just, if it, if it does genuinely make you happy, this is just another way to live. Um, and we love that. We love that for you. If that's what's working. Right. Fuck now. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. Send us an update. If you uh, make some progress on this, cause we love to hear an update. I say it every time. All right, we've only gotten one and a stub question done. Let's get another one going. <laughs> Let's do it. I think that's pretty good. Uh, we're making pretty good progress given the puppy and breakup situation. Oh, yeah. Check. This, is, this is stellar work. The puppy Check. shut up, by the way. Shouts out to the puppy, but not too loud. <laughs> She'll start barking again. <laughs> Hello, Audrey Donovan and Alec Robbins. Hello. Hello. So I have a kink that I'm too embarrassed to share with my partner. Okay. We've been in a healthy, romantic, and sexual relationship for almost nine years, and I have shared pretty much every single other kink I have with her. However, the twist is I actually have told her about my embarrassing kink. It was before we were dating, and she never brought it up again, so I assume she forgot. She isn't the type to hold on to this quietly, unlike me, obviously. My question is, and this is in all caps, SHOULD I SHARE THIS KINK WITH HER AGAIN? I worry keeping it a secret all this time is a kind of lying through omission. But at the same time, this kink embarrasses me so much, I don't think we could ever act on it. I hope since Alec has written lots of sexy, sexy comics, this cast of guests can help me out. Thank you. Sincerely, Confused Kinkster in California. Damn. Two for all two right. for uh, people with cute uh, location-based uh, names. I like when people do, <laughs> I like when people do those. It's good. I think in an ideal relationship, in a, in a healthy relationship, you should be able to bring it up. I think you should be able to, to breach the subject. You can, you can couch it in, hey, this is embarrassing to me, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. And no, no judgments. I, I just want to be, I think if you're in a safe situation, and you probably are, you're probably okay. I think so, too. And given that you've talked about like other kink stuff, I'm sure the they know open, that yeah. like, they don't have to do the thing like you're just bringing it up there doesn't have to be the expectation that it that it happens if they're not into it like all that stuff's normal nobody's kinks are going to line up one to one typically and i'm uh, guessing the fear sorry to interrupt yeah but like no, go talk, talking about like uh you think they overheard it before in the past and didn't say anything so i, I feel like you're implying maybe they heard it and didn't like it and just pretended it didn't exist. And yeah, that's you, you. Yeah. That's a, you can't be in that space. You got to know for sure. I'm sure just asking that will answer that question for you. And whether you like the answer or not, it's probably better than, than just assuming that of your partner. For sure. And that was like 10 fucking years ago too. If it was before this relationship started. So I don't like, remember anything from 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Me either. I don't know where the fuck I was. Where was it? I was 21. Probably not in a healthy place. No, same. <laughs> uh, if your partner is anything like me, they did hear it. They do remember it, but they're choosing not to engage with it until <laughs> you bring it back up. The avoidance tactic. Yeah. Dodge roll. Like, I do think that's probably a very, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm optimistic, possible. but that's a very big, that's a, that's totally possible. They're mashing circle. Um, <laughs> and so... I think I think if it's important to you, you do bring it up. And I th I'm I'm imagining a reaction like something like, yes, I know. I know that I have chosen to live 
in a world where I don't know that, but I do know that, and we're not doing it, and I don't have to, and that's okay that you're into it. I'm just not doing it. I think that's like the worst case yeah. scenario too, and yeah, honestly, yeah, that's that the worst a deal. thing that can happen. If she knows about it and has even even if she's been avoiding it for for ten years, like she's still you're still together. I think worst case scenario, do you get roasted a little bit? <laughs> but I feel like she forgot, and maybe that's because I you know I don't remember what I fucking had for lunch yesterday, uh, and I err on the side of people don't remember anything. But I, I, I want, I do want to know what the kink is. Ah, me is too. this just embarrassing, yeah. or is this something that's like there are kinks that you probably don't want to bring up to anybody? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and, and those are I wouldn't even count those as like kinks anymore. Those are just like you know, maybe maybe uh, crimes. Yeah, maybe crimes. <laughs> there are kinks that you should bring up with your therapist. Yes. <laughs> but since you couched it as a kink, that's just embarrassing. I bet it's probably just a totally valid kink that you're worried about and. I, the other possibility that came into my mind is maybe she thought you were joking. Maybe it like yeah. just came out and she's like, okay, yeah, ha, 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 move on. And then you bring it up again <laughs> 10 years later and she's okay, like, fine. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> Bigger no, than a regular really. woman. That's crazy. <laughs> no, really. Big. Women. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, well, okay. I guess I can uh, look into super science and see we'll what I can do. a little yeah. forced perspective play, maybe. Oh, yeah. Some Ooh. Hobbit tricks. That's great. Ooh. Yeah. Um... I mean, I kind of said this before, but the more I think about this, you told her this before you were together, and then you're together for nine years. <laughs> I think it's like I think this is. It was be fine. Okay. Yeah, whatever you yeah, said was yeah, fine. Whatever it was, <laughs> uh, and it I definitely wasn't one of the crime was... ones. If it was one of the crime ones, you it would not be together. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's into crime also. In which case, I, I don't know. Either do a Bonnie and Clyde thing if it's cool crime, and if it's not cool crime, <laughs> turn your go, yeah, turn yourself turn yourselves in. in. <laughs> <laughs> the king police uh, open up we have one more specifically for you that maybe you can hit please real quick. yeah let's do it let's do that uh here at the bottom this is just like a general question for you for alec <laughs> what was it like working on the eric andre show in five minutes or less okay yeah okay. this is a long answer uh and it's not related to relationships at all so uh way to keep on theme <laughs> <laughs> what was your relationship with the program? <laughs> the it was a very yeah, exactly. There we go. Thank you for reframing it. Uh, great time. It was. It was like um, I worked on a bunch of Abso shows, and there's plenty that were um, lesser known. I would say this is probably like out of out of all the ones I worked on, this is maybe the one people light up the most when they hear about. Um, doesn't mean it was my favorite, but it doesn't mean it was a bad time either. I, I had. It's a very hectic show. It's like. Oh my you can God, look I up imagine. a lot of behind the scenes stuff about it. And I'm not telling you anything you can't find anywhere else, but like it's a high wire act. It is a prank show. The guests do not know what's happening. That's all real. Um, and like they might end up, sorry, I'm getting a phone call and I'm ignoring it. They might end up like leaving. That's totally possible. They could walk away in the middle of the shoot and it's happened before it happened when I was there. Um, and you put a lot of production time and money and effort from like the entire crew into making sure that doesn't happen or that you're going to get good comedy. Uh, and I'm like, I was more logistics side. I was doing production stuff. I wasn't involved with the creative part of it. Um, except when they had me like pop in front of the screen, I was like the gimp. Sometimes I was wearing a gimp suit, put on a dog <laughs> mask. Um, I do. I, that was great. Cause I got paid a lot extra for those. And I get residuals for them still. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was fucking cool. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I think like, uh, 
I am glad to not be doing it anymore. It's something I'm glad I did like once. I did like one season of it and it was stressful as hell. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, prank shows. Um, a lot of my friends have worked out like they worked on Jackass as well. Um, Nathan for you, people I've worked yeah. with, like it's, it's, there's a specialized group of people that get called on for these shows. And I dipped into it from time to time, but I don't have the stomach to do it full time. Like I, I fucking, it's not like scripted comedy. You're just like, great. Today we're shooting this scene. You don't really have to worry about anything going wrong aside from like an emergency. Right. But right. Like with you the, don't have I know like, yeah. <laughs> if the star of the show is uh, under arrest for something. <laughs> right. And with like an Eric Andre show type thing, there could be a situation where, uh, we have a, a man on the street prank and somebody we have like four marks lined up we went through casting we found four people who think something's going to be happening and we're going to spring a surprise on them and not only do they have to not catch on they also have to give you funny reactions yes. and they might not like you might get a dud and that happens totally that happens all the time you you shoot something four times and nobody gave you anything that's funny enough to put on tv and like I- yeah. <laughs> I imagine it just gets exhausting then. Holding the uncertainty of that every fucking time, that's got to, I can imagine that that being fun for a bit, like you're saying, but not a sustainable thing unless you, unless you got the chaos in you, I guess, and are just fine with that. Right. You get the catharsis at the end of the prank. That's fun. And, you know, sometimes yeah. you can't even really watch it because you can't be near it while it's happening or else they'll catch on. But, like... Most of the day is just you going, fuck, this is all going to fall apart. Fuck, what do we do? Like, <laughs> it's not a great mind space to be in sometimes. But yeah. other days it's fun. The stage stuff is a lot more fun. It's just like, ooh, someone's coming to set. Let's see if they give us some good stuff. You also shoot for like, I don't know, you'll get like an interview with a celebrity that's, you know, two minutes on the show in the in the final product. But they shoot for like an hour. And wow. I've, I've like sat in on most of those and it's... uh like really uncomfortable because they keep the air tense. They keep like that, that atmosphere yeah. very tense the entire time and funny things happen, but they're spaced out. And like, yeah. he wants to keep them in that mind space where uh, they're kind of aggravated or confused. So if it ever starts to feel normal, he'll like, or if, it, if it starts to feel too crazy and they look aggravated, he'll like be normal for a little bit to reel them back in and then do another crazy thing. And it's like this weird roller coaster <laughs> and there's an entire crew in there and everyone's just like behind the cameras, just, staring and watching for an hour with the ac off it gets really hot oh my god i'm sure that's 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 something that i think has been shared a bunch where everyone's just sweating that's why the early seasons look so sweaty Uh, but yeah i hope that answers your questions thank you for answering that that's crazy alec where can the people thank you again i gotta do the whole like rundown super quick thank you for thank you for coming and hanging with us particularly on this this rough day uh appreciate you riding with it Although now it feels like this is nothing in comparison to stuff you've worked on. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Yeah, um, my comic, Mr. Boop, you can read it online at mrboop.net. You can buy the hardcover from Silver Sprocket. It's a beautiful hardcover. I don't know why we made it, it so good, but it's, it's great. Um, I have a new comic called Crime Hot. It's like, at this point, it's basically porn, but it's, it's also not nice. porn and uh it's about like sexy thieves in space um fighting an algorithm that's omniscient and uh twitter's at alec robbins there you go thanks so much for having me yeah thank you so much again and uh we will talk to you in the chat wow gang we really learned a lot today 
Like the fact that RFTB is like the Eric Andre show, but for making you sad instead of scared. That's kind of uh... And then Hannibal Burris pulls, pours milk down your back. I could fucking, I could use that right now. It did help. I will say doing this, doing the show has put me in, I'm in a decent headspace around everything. Uh, nice. Definitely, it was insane of me to record the episode, but I think it yes. turned out good, and my ad read was one of the best. Heartbreak <laughs> Donovan. We love it. What? Let's see. We're, we're at 55 minutes. What are we just, we going to plugs or we want to fucking read one more thing? I kind of want to read one more thing. Uh, uh, how does Strong Bad type with boxing gloves on? I always did wonder that. What with his email <laughs> segment and stuff. I am a vampire, and it's like having another, another reference. It's like having lobster claws, but they're made out of cushions. Yeah, that's kind of imagine that's difficult to. Oh, I'm made of tapioca. It's another Homestar Runner reference. I wish I remembered like anything about Homestar Runner except for uh, Trogdor. Consummate Vs. Consummate. Strong bad emails. Another. You're another. full of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one. There, there's another Sweet one. cup and cakes. Oh. That's another good one. There's Yellow the, Dello. Oh, the cheat. The cheat. Ah. Ah. Oh, I'm the cheat. Hello. The system is down. And the fucking cheat's flipping the light switch on and off. Yes. Shouts out to the cheat. We're going to get the cheat on the show. Oh, what if we get the cheat? What if we have the cheat? <laughs> I'm so fucking the, delirious. The cheat really is a star. Okay, well, it's fucking real quick aside before we move on to plugs here. Um, I was on a date to a Catholic festival in high school. You know, one of those things where like, yeah. you go with your new girlfriend and some of her friends to uh the catholic festival you go some eat fucking, some fried fish and some ohio culture yeah all the fucking catholic churches do a little like a little fair yeah uh so we go to that and i walk up to the group like i get dropped off and i go and i find him and then i walk up and the first thing i say is holy shit your sweatshirt has the cheat on it and it's this this chick that we were hanging out with she has a the cheat sweatshirt and she and i get to talking about homestar runner and like after that, one of I think it was my girlfriend's sister pulls me aside and it's like, you can't flirt with people like that in front of. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? You can't I was literally <laughs> you can't talk you about can't the cheat. Be, you can't be excited about the cheat. That's tantamount to cheating, being excited That's about the cheat. Being excited about the cheat. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like I was just like, no, that's not that's not how I'm gonna live my life. I'm not gonna <laughs> God fucking high. <laughs> Shouts out to the cheat. Shouts yeah, out. Yeah, we to love the cheat. Catholic festivals. And shouts the out to you, the listener. It's grounded. None of this is. I don't understand any of these references. I like watched a good amount of Homestar Runner too, and like that. I think just none of it stuck in my brain. The get up noise. Nope. The paper coming down at the end of the emails. <laughs> 
And this has been Audrey's. I actually do remember that one. Actually, the paper at the end. This, <laughs> this has been Audrey's, Audrey's fever dream of recollections home, home from Homestar Star Runner. Runner. What a home! I'm on a. I'm in a Facebook group called Homestar Runner Crap Posting. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big bunch of. <laughs> it's very trans inclusive, which I think is cool. I love that. We do. We love that. Shouts out. We gotta get we gotta get Homestar Runner on a show sometime. What if we get will we get Homestar? Oh yeah, I forgot about his voice, huh? Yeah, it's almost well offensive. <laughs> it's almost kind of fucked up, dude. You can't talk like this. I'm not bad Homestar. I got pretty fucking good Homestar, actually. It is an incredible home star, but it's definitely a voice that, like, if somebody doesn't know that the character yeah, you're trying to that's do, that's fun, a that's so a problem. Up. That's a problem. <laughs> you know what's not a problem? What's that? Oh my fucking god! The list, the <laughs> listeners. Oh, we love y'all so much. Thank you for listening to the program. We could love you a little bit more, though. There's a we few can. things you could do to make that happen, and also put me in a better frame of mind. Give us five stars on places. You've heard of Homestar. Yeah. How about five five star runner? Yeah. Give us five stars on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and mend uh-huh. the hole in my fucking heart. And uh, yeah. patreon.com slash RFTB. You heard me talk about this earlier. $5 a month, a bonus episode each week. But for $10 a month, you get that and the Discord and the send you a sticker and you also get your name shouted out in lights in lights and uh as is tradition i i don't have it open and i'm trying okay. to open I'm, the list tell you what i'm gonna wait until you have it open and we got a filter for active mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and apply we're shouting out brock oh you're flipping it on me oh you usually start no it's fine that's fine. All right, we're switching it up this week. Yeah, yeah. We're going to shout out Anthony Wimbo. <laughs> we're shorting out. We're shorting out. Jesus we're gonna Christ. Out. We're going to shart out. We're going to shart Barb. No, we're not. We're shouting out our lovely day one Barb. We're shouting out Donovan's dad. Yes, we're shouting out our good friend Dylan. We're going to shout out Gigi. We're shouting out Hoopstank. We're shouting out Malcriata. We're shouting out MC Proletariat. <laughs> I like, we're going to pronounce it different every time. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Tote Lane, we're shouting out Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're shouting out So 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 Super Deformed. Form, 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 form. We're shouting out Tough to Tip Mouse. We're shouting out when. Oh, thank you all for your support. You are the wind beneath our wings. Uh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. So goddamn bad. Uh, break up when living with somebody. That's a new shitty experience. I didn't need to have, to be honest. Yeah. Didn't yeah. want this. Didn't want this at all. I did a neat thing where I just like tuck and rolled in like a day. Like I had my shit packed up and ready to go and was like, and had a, just had a place to be ready to go. Yeah. And I, I, I do not envy your, your position. It's a lot. That's what I'm trying to do this weekend. Please get me the fuck out of here. This has been, uh, 
hardest month of uh, my life, maybe. Up there. Top three. Top three worst. It fucking sucks ass. And I hate it so much. Uh, and I just had to say that at the end of the episode so that you feel bad and you bad also subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> to help me feel better. It's, it's going to be fun this week. It certainly is. God knows what stage of grief I'll be on when we record that one. Maybe it will just be me sobbing for an hour. I almost cried on the Patreon right after me and Corla broke up. I was getting on the verge uh, uh, a little bit. So let's wrap this up so I can go sob okay. and cool, 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 talk cool, cool. to people for support and fucking eat a gummy or something. I don't fucking know. We love it. We love it. You know what else we love? What's that? Everybody who listens to this program and hangs with us every week. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, I'm going to get right up on this microphone as I have a tendency to do it. I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.